0: Hello, Richard. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening.
1: <laughs>
0: From all of us here at Radio Source, Happy New Year. Ricky, tell them what it is. Good morning. Uh, this is a podcast about
2: hospitality, uh, food, fun, and games. That's very,
0: very correcting. <laughs> um, correcting. <laughs> we are actually, um, this is January. Isn't it Richard? Oh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, and it's it's cold and blustery on this cold January day. Yes, hey, it is. It's not November, Richard. Um <laughs> uh, quick thank yous um here on Radio Source. Oh, saucy. Thanks to um, Sally from Fabric Mountain for the logo and Clarkshaws. Clarkshaws, do you think they're gonna do um An alcohol-free beer this January for those who are going to try and abstain from alcohol? No, because their beers are beautiful as they are. I'd also like to say a very special thank you to Donna, Director Donna, next to me with lots of notes and pointy things.
3: (laughs) Hello and Happy New Year, everyone.
0: (sighs) Happy New Year. (laughs) There we go. Now, Richard. Richard, Richard. What? This is the part of the show where if there's anyone who's joined the podcast, who's never listened to any of the other episodes. Listener, do you know that generally on a podcast they have some twinkly music? It's so dull, darling. Well, we can't afford it. We can't afford it, no. So, instead, we have something better, Ricardo, don't we?
1: Is it better?
0: Yes! So, here on... Radio sauce saucy we have this <clears throat> in my imagination there is no hesitation we walk together hand in hand i'm dreaming you fell in love with me like I'm in love with you. But dreaming's all I do. If only they come true. I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. Mm-hmm. I should be so lucky in love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. I should be so lucky in love. Yeah, that was really Rick, so, like, There's a special... Rick,
2: Rick. There's a special place in my heart for
0: Kylie and Oak, so that meant quite a lot to me. Well, there you go, Richard. I also chose it because... Hey, Ricky, watch. What? It's a very cheesy song.
2: Oh, Jesus, you went there. Yeah,
0: Jesus. <laughs> Little baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, nobody knows what we're talking about yet, do they? <laughs> no. um, Richard, Richard, Richard. Do you have any New Year's resolutions now that it's January?
2: 2024 um i suppose i better think one up pretty quickly
0: yeah yeah yeah, go (laughs) Uh,
2: i suppose maybe i should look into taking something up like a lot of people could do this year
0: yes and what do you think richard because i know you're a man of many hobbies um beekeeping you do i've heard you do um apparently you you say that right beekeeping apparently is
2: like the new cool thing now is it yeah, it's, it's starting to cut. It's like there's some people and brought it here into Margate to do.
1: Oh.
2: And what? then, like, some, some people were doing it in London, you know, because they're like, you know, where you can get honey and charge like £13 for a fucking teaspoon of it. Teaspoon, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> that's it, is it? So, but that's like proper beekeeping, not just like one flew in the house and you close the window. No. <laughs> yeah, it's going kind to of be more than one. <laughs> Give us your honey, bee. Um, what about jigsaws Richard that that's I think they're your type of thing do more jigsaws
2: I don't want to do a jigsaw uh,
0: what about hand gliding uh, maybe <laughs> I, I would think that's quite invigorating throwing yourself off a, off a cliff with a a, a, a Kite on your back, you, well, I'm not <laughs> doing, I won't figure. do it on
2: the cliff. But I'll just, I do know, I'll just do it off the roof of the house. I'll try that <laughs> off the <laughs> curb. <laughs> I'll do it off the curb. Um, what about you? Is there anything um, that you might be looking to uh take up?
0: Well, Richard, <gasps> you I could do thinking. salsa, Sa-
2: no flamingo. Oh.
0: Yeah, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was thinking. about oh, you very professional... negative about this. I am. I am. Uh, well, it's just been my birthday, Richard, and I'm 55. Oh my Fucking god! Um, and I was thinking about going a little bit out there and becoming a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. A professional a boxer. Of... A bit of training, lose a bit of weight. You know what I mean? Can't be that hard. Yeah. No, no. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Deep sea diving. There's a good one for you. Uh, yeah,
2: actually, I'd quite like
0: that. Yeah, you, you would like that. Get, say, I've gone in the shower,
2: you know, there, get wet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> practice in the bath. Yeah, there's a little, uh, there's a little, uh, like stream at the bottom of our uh, garden. Really, I, I do, yeah, I do wonder what sort of treasures are beneath there.
0: I didn't know you were posh, I'm not posh. You get, you've got a river at the back of your garden. With it's not a river; it's like a little stream, <laughs> like a little brook. Yeah, well, get get yourself in there, deep deep, 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 deep practice in
2: there. He <laughs> goes, to, it goes, uh, goes out to the sea.
0: Ah, oh, all rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Um, so yeah, Richard, <laughs> Thanks for Richard. that live lesson. <laughs> um, I, I stumbled upon someone on Instagram um, yep. uh, making cheese uh, as a hobby. And I thought, that's interesting. I wonder how difficult it is. And I quite like cheese, Richard. I don't know about you. Are you a cheese fan?
2: Uh, I I do like cheese, but I, I'm a bit of a weakling when it comes to the really smelly stuff that looks like it's got loads of mould all over it. You oh. know what cheese is. <laughs> but I love like, I love like cheddars and Breeze. The really? soft cheeses.
0: Yeah. Actually, I like, yeah, I like brie. I, I like, I'll be honest, with you, I you love cheese. Dairy Lee. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> no. well, that makes you a real connoisseur. <laughs> a connoisseur of the cheese. <laughs> That's a hobby in itself, isn't it, Dairy Lee?
2: Yeah, oh, it's a hobby. shit. Guess what I love? What? Cheesecake. What?
0: Well, that's cheese, yeah. It's got cheese I love in it. cheesecake. Cheese in I go for all the cheesecakes. I like, I like the blue cheese. I like Roquefort, which is, um, from the south of France, really strong blue cheese. Um, but some of the cheeses I don't like, I'm going to be honest to you, and I don't want to offend anyone, is Edam. Ah, oh, it's boring. It's so boring. And, and I looked this up as well, right? And apparently, Ricky, you won't believe this when I tell you. One of the most popular cheeses in the world is mozzarella.
1: It's versatile. It's versatile.
0: Yeah, I find it's boring. It's like, it's like warm milk. Yeah, but it's fucking epic on pizza. It is, but flavor like it has its plate, Yeah. But you take a bit of cheddar, right? A proper bit of mature cheddar, like the really good stuff from Tesco, yeah? And <laughs> you put that up against mozzarella. You eat the mozzarella and you go, ah, it's all right. It tastes a bit like nothingness. When you eat the cheddar and it's much stronger and deeper flavored, I just think mozzarella is overrated. Well, I do. maybe you're just buying the shit mozzarella. Well, maybe I am. But it's all shit as far as I'm concerned, Ricky.
2: But like when you, I'm- you know, when, uh, when you, like, restaurants, they do, like, a salad, and they'll do, for yeah. the, the ladies, a mozzarella salad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do a cheddar salad, are they?
0: Well, that's true, yeah. We used to do, <coughs> actually, um, in the restaurant many years ago, we used to use a uh, wild cheese from London. Wild! <laughs> they were like, <laughs> like, that wild Yeah. (laughs) And um, they used to do something called a Londonshire, which is almost like a camembert type thing. What, when Um, I was at Vanilla Black? No, you'd gone by then. Um, And we used to let it down with a bit of milk and we used to uh, inject it with gas and turn it into a mousse. And we used to serve it with crispy um, Branston pickle and a celery celery jam. Um, And that was quite interesting. Uh, and they did some some unusual cheeses. Actually, actually, Ricky, I spent a day with them once because I really wanted to know about a bit more about cheese. And I said to them, can I come and spend a day in the dairy? And they went, yeah, of course you can. Uh, um, and I thought, in my mind, it was dead easy. But there's actually loads of work to do. It was more than I thought. I thought they just sat around and smoked fags and that and watched it happen but no (laughs) you've actually got to put work in it just happened on its own accord yeah we just watched the milk go sour and went that's the cheese done Um, (laughs) let's go watch wipe (laughs) out yeah so there's actually more to it than that and i I was also reading ricky and i like interesting facts as you well, not yeah um and apparently i could be wrong but at the last count the largest consumer of cheese per head in the world is in Greece. The Greeks eat something oh, really? like 27 kilo of cheese per head a year. And most of that is feta. Do you like oh, feta? Shit. Do you like feta, uh, Feta? Yeah. Mm, do you know what? I find that one a bit boring. Do you know what? I do a bit. <laughs> I do a bit. And i tell you why. It doesn't melt very well. And I also no. feel like when you eat it, it's a bit chalky. Yeah. Like chalk and cheese. They must have took the term chalk and cheese and mixed it into fecca. Yeah, it is a bit chalky. So I'm mm. not fond of that. So I tell you, uh,
2: you know when we you know when we made the twice baked souffles? Yeah. That was Ribblesdale, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. A long, long um, time ago. Well, they they no longer exist, as with Wild Wilds, um oh, shit, no, no, right. with, uh, the whole COVID thing. So um oh, okay. so yeah, less and less or more and more cheese people, but apparently as well, uh in America living in America ah, ah, um, Can you probably sing it <laughs> selling cheese, That's terrible best selling cheese, and this this backs it up again. See, the Americans don't know how to eat cheese, do they? Um uh, the best-selling cheese in America is mozzarella. You're drinking my water. Don't know if that's yours. Oh, yeah, of, course it, it's, of
2: course, it's mozzarella's because yeah. they're all the pieces they do.
0: Uh,
2: of course,
0: and second is cheddar, which I was quite surprised about. Mm. The second is what? Cheddar, which I was quite surprised about. So there you go. Okay, um, sandwiches. Yeah, probably have cheddar sardines. <laughs> hey, do you want a sardine? Get some cheddar on your sarnie. That was an American accent, that, Richard. Um. Anyway, funny yeah, you that should that. mention cheese, Richard. Yeah, weird. <laughs> 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 because. Did you decide in a hobby yet? <laughs> yeah, did it, did, what was your hobby after all that? Oh, shit, I can't remember. Oh, I think it was deep sea diving in oh, the back. Jigsaws. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do uh, that. Making jigsaws in the stream. What was yours? Flamingo dancing. Flamingo dancing. (laughs) Mixed with. Richard, I would like to introduce our guest. Um, And our guest on this special edition of Radio Sauce in 2024. Oh, saucy. Is a lady who was once the European Wing Chun Champion. <laughs> yeah. But, just once, just once. Mm-hmm. but she also was once, probably still is, a chef, right? L chef, eh? A chef, oh, man. But she also, and I really like this, has a hobby, as a cheesemaker. Hello, Sarah. Happy
3: New Year. Come hey, on down. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Welcome. You're very,
0: very welcome. You might not say that at the end.
3: No. Um,
2: <laughs> it's lucky you're a cheesemaker after all that. Talking yeah. About yeah Where say, you... That's exactly.
3: quite a build-up. <laughs> it not living in any hobby,
0: really, isn't it? So, Sarah. Can you tell us in a few lines a little bit about
3: yourself? Oh, God. Um, I'm going to, yeah, once you start getting me onto cheese and I don't stop, so we're trying to be as succinct as possible. But um, I would say sort of always love cheese. I think, um, you know, when I sort of started, I came through college and um, went out into this sort of catering world and, and sort of really started to try different cheeses then. I was very lucky. our first job, I worked at Clifton, and and they had a they had a cheese fridge. They had a proper cheese cave, and they had their incredible cheese board. And all the cheeses lived in the cheese cave. And it was one of my jobs as a commie to look after the cheeses. Um, and it kind of just over the years just grew and grew. And um, I've always been I've always been fascinated by taking like a simple ingredient and then seeing where it sort of goes so you know in the past i have sort of dabbled with sourdough and and cheese probably sort of started that about seven or six or seven years ago mm, um my husband um bought me a course um a day's course at highwield um dairy down in sussex um because it was just you know it, it, I just always wanted to give it a go and he thought right I'm gonna buy you a day so I went down there for a day and I learned how to make halloumi and we made like a young hard cheese and also a fresh cheese which is a similar to their um little cheese um, and it just started from there Um it was just starting with halloumi and just making tons and tons of halloumi and then um, I was very lucky that I had a manager at work at the time and he kind of really got on board with the, my obsession with cheese and then he sent me to Wilds Dairy. Um, oh no. Heath. Yeah <laughs> so I experienced a day with with Phil disco dancing in the dairy <laughs> with the music blaring and Keith um, showing, showing me all of his different cheeses with all the funky moulds on it and know i would seen some cheese molds before but some of the really furry stuff um and i was previously i didn't really want to touch and go anything with mold because it's a little bit terrifying um but he just gave me the confidence to start making cheese with cultures
1: Um, (laughs) and
3: then and then it sort of grew from there and i was trying all sorts i was making blue cheese i was making brie styles um and different hard cheeses as well with varying sort of degrees of success and some absolute disasters and then I managed to find a goat herd a local goat herd um with Sue and the flying goat uh, dairy and um and then started really focusing on ripened lactic uh goat's cheeses which is goat's cheese is my thing I I, I don't get me wrong I do appreciate a bit dairyly.
0: <laughs> <but, laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs>
3: But ghost cheese is definitely, I'm just, yeah, completely sold on it. So I've been focusing on that for the past few years. And I was very, very lucky um, to sort of come in contact with um, Patson and Whitfield. Um, And they've, the two ladies, um, Dan Bliss and Annie Meakin, uh, just constantly making and then taking the cheese to them and them tasting it and then giving me my feedback. And then most recently in June, um, whilst judging for great taste, um i met sam wilkin um who's known as Sellerman sam and sent him some of my cheese and just got such an incredible review and such really helpful feedback as well yeah Yeah, really do you know what the cheese community are absolutely lovely you know they're so so warm they're so encouraging they're so welcoming and they just get so excited with you as well so it kind of gives you the the yump to keep going so yeah um so no, it's it's a hobby that really sucks you in. Um, yeah, I can imagine. You so you get so invested in it because you have these little wee cheeses that are um, that you know, I've, stupidly sometimes if you start the make too late, then you end up having to turn or salt cheeses at like two o'clock in the morning. Um, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so a- there's some cheeses that are very needy, and then there's others. I would say I would say if anyone. Wanted to go and start cheese making, I would always suggest starting with halloumi because that is, yeah, that can I've, be made I've in heard. an afternoon and it can be enjoyed the very same day. Well, well, I'd
0: like to say, Richard, can you just remind me that next time we say to a guest, um, tell us about yourself in a few sentences. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the end of Radio really you Sauce. Please, Happy 2020 for everyone.
2: Don't, don't worry, because when uh, later <laughs> I'm going to go back, I'll do the editing, and I'll just leave in. Just I'll just like leave I in. Killer. I like cheese.
0: <laughs> so there was Sarah. I was born you. I did warn in you. 19... I did warn you. <laughs> so, Sarah, I would like to tell people about cheese. It, shall I tell you how I see cheese? I see cheese as a way of preserving milk and that's how it started isn't it in in 14 billion years ago and that's what it was it was just a way of preserving milk was it yeah because if you think about it in when before we had fridges and stuff like that what would happen it and i I read somewhere years ago that what happened is and i could be wrong is that obviously then they'd milk an animal and then they'd say look we've got some milk here lads and then a couple of days later gone off and they go oh you bugger we'll have to get some more and then one day, apparently, someone called Barry in 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 500 BC, um, he stored some milk in a in a, a, a stomach of an animal, which they did Shh, then. Um, and the natural rennet turned the the milk, and it had curds and somewhere. And he went, "Oh, look at these little dry bits, lads! Now, when I squeeze them together, they last a bit longer. This is called cheeses. And that's basically cheese." <laughs> <history> <laughs> Is that right, Sarah? Is that how yeah, cheese yeah, came right. about? Yeah.
3: yeah, 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 It was um, yeah, camels, camel stomachs basically. Was it
0: camel stomachs? Um,
3: yeah, yeah it was remember. camel stomachs, and they made um, a fresh cheese basically. So
0: why yeah, do not they, just, very, why they
3: just
2: why didn't they just milk to order? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but the cows, <laughs> the cows, or the or the goats, or the sheep's have got to be sort of milked, you know, at least once a day, but mostly twice a day because oh, they basically yeah. fill up. That um, but
0: but the other thing as well is Richard's, what Richard's got to remember is back then, right, they couldn't milk to order because they weren't actually farmers. So what happened is they'd find a uh, a cow running around having a laugh. They'd <laughs> go, I like that hey, little Barry, laugh, what you got there? cow reference, there. So that was good. And Barry would say, I've got some milk. Oh, and then they'd drink it and go, that was all right, like." Should we get some more? And they'd go, yeah, and then go and get the cow. But then the cow would run off.
2: You see so, what I mean? So they used to chase it with like a, a bowl of cereal.
0: No, no, they was no they couldn't because it was too fast. And like then prehistoric man had smaller legs and couldn't run quickly. So they went, <laughs> What we'll do is we'll double milk and we'll preserve some in a camel's stomach. And that's the that's the history of the world there in Fucking a that is yeah, in a toastie. <laughs> 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 um if, if, if Sarah, being all serious now, let's say Gene and Barry in Barnsley, right?
1: Right.
0: I sat there now and they go, God, this is a good podcast. I want to make some cheese <laughs> as a hobby. What would they need? Like what equipment they need? wise? Yeah. Um, the they would
3: need, um, a decent pan.
0: Yeah. Um, they've got one. A,
3: yeah. Um, a pallet knife or a whisk.
0: Yeah. They've got one of them.
3: Um, a bit of rennet. What? Um Rennets, so they was, in you know, from? basically. Um so you can get that from Amazon, you can get it from eBay. All right, get through okay. seven of the cheese making suppliers. Um they've need the milk, of course, important stuff. Yes. Um so um I would always suggest looking for um unhomogenized milk, which what? Get, I think unhomogenized. What's, un- un- What's Uzi? So um basically as part of the preservation for milk, they homogenize it. They basically beat the living crap out of it. Um and they just basically they pulverise all of the particles of fat in the milk. Um could they get that in Sainsbury's? Yeah, yeah, you can get it in Sainsbury's, I know you can get it in waitrose I know that Dutchy milk do some. Um, but um just always look for unhomogenized. Um, because do you remember back in the day when you used to get the milkman deliver and you'd always have the cream separate from the milk? Yeah, 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 with, the, the, little, the, the, with the foil on the top. Yeah, so, and, um, and if you it. notice, that's it, yeah, and you had to put it in those little plastic um, containers to keep yeah. the milk from being spoiled by the magpies. Richard doesn't remember um, that
0: because he's too young.
3: I remember, having, <laughs> I remember
2: having the milk delivered with the foil yeah
1: yeah
3: yeah so um, the milk nowadays in a carton it's always like completely yeah. consistent there's no cream rising to the top but you need an unhomogenized milk because you'll get basically you'll there's more of the fat particles in the milk and they haven't been broken up
0: okay um, so, so that's what yeah. gives
3: you a better cheese
0: the so barry and jean Any... have got milk they've got the yep. palette knife they've got the um the pan they've got the rennet yep. mm-hmm what else um, do we need? And
3: then um salt at the end.
0: That's all right, they've got salt. Okay. Yeah,
3: perfect. So, Are you listening yeah,
0: about it, Jean? <laughs> and
2: then like right, do you There's have to away. do you have to buy like like get expensive milk? Or anything like I, that?
3: Um you don't necessarily. Um I it's just it's my thing. I will go and find a local farmer that's selling um raw milk. Um because I like I like the challenge yeah. of doing, okay. dealing with raw milk. But um, if you see like a raw a raw milk cheese and you see a, um, a um, sort of pasteurised cheese, um, it's kind of, um, you get more character in the raw milk than you do with cheese okay. that been made but, with pasteurisation. But, uh, you know, it, it's... Barry it's, and gene. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They can get some they should Ketico. stick
3: to the pasteurised, unhomogenized milk.
0: Right. And then what, what do they do? Basically, basically, they're at home, Barry and Jean. And they've got all those bits and bobs together. Yep. What do they do next?
3: So they're going to um, stick it on the hob and they're going to warm it up to sort of blood temperature. Yeah. Um, and then um, basically add um, a few drops of rennet.
0: Oh, just a few drops. Um, you don't need much.
3: Yeah. No, you don't okay. need much. Um. You only need is like a you know a, um, sort of a mill or so, um, so yeah, and then you just basically mix the rennet through the through the milk, and then I'm you walk that. away for an hour and leave it for a little while, and then basically you're going to start the the milk will start to um, coagulate, and you get the you get the curd. Uh,
0: it goes all lumpy, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, goes all lumpy. So it goes to like one great big huge set kind of jelly, basically.
0: Right, so um, Barry and Jean go back to it, and then what do they do? Yeah.
3: Um, Eat basically, it. then <laughs> <not yet. laughs> yeah. spread it on bread. Not, yeah. yet. <laughs> um, not yet. So they basically they've got to cut. They've got to cut the curds, and that's when you get the curds and whey. So um, as soon as you start cutting that what, what, jelly-like subject, um, sorry,
0: I keep jumping in, oh, Sarah, because just because. I actually know how to do this. Oh, I'm just messing about.
3: But <laughs> Barry
0: and Jean, I want to make it really simple for them. So when you say yeah, cut yeah. it, like with scissors.
3: Yeah. Um. No, with a palette knife or you can cut it with a whisk.
0: So they, what do you mean? Just put, the, run it, the knife or the whisk through the, yeah. the lumpy bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: basically.
0: That, yeah. Okay, right. So they've done that and they're laughing and giggling while they're doing it.
3: So this is where this is where the magic starts to happen because basically different cheeses. um, Yeah, sorry, I've got. I'm going to have to try and keep. I will keep this simple for for the Barry and Jean.
0: Barry and and Jean. Yeah, Yeah. Barry and
3: Jean. I don't want to scare Barry and Jean. So depending on how you cut the curds. And the size of the curd will influence the cheese that you're left with. So say if we were making a halloumi, which I would always suggest starting with, you're going to cut it quite small. Um, So basically that, by cutting it small, expels more of the whey. Um, Ah, right. So if you're making a soft cheese, you'd then cut the, the curd bigger because you want a soft, you want that soft oh, gooeyness in a soft
0: cheese. Yeah. So in my mind then, what, what you're doing is then, if you're keeping the curds, which are the lumpy bits, quite big, they have yeah. more water in them, so the mm-hmm. end result will be wetter. Where if you cut them quite small, yeah. there'll be less water in, because they're a smaller piece, so it'll be a firmer cheese, is that right? Yes,
3: yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right, so then now they've got the pan with this whey, which looks like watery <laughs> milk, and then they've got all these crumbly bits, Then then, then what do they do? Eat it?
3: Um, not yet. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to lift. They're going to lift the curd pieces out of the way, and they're going to let that drain. So and, put, and um...
0: they put them out of the way. <laughs> Yay!
3: Basically. Uh... <laughs> and then that way, um, you can put it on your plants. Um, you can use it in baking. Uh, Whey makes really nice bread. It makes and vodka, it apparently, stone. I heard. Yeah, yeah, and vodka think, yeah. or. Um, um,
1: Do you say you put like it on your plants?
3: Yeah, you can put it on your plants. Yeah, you can put way on your plants. Can you? No. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got we've
0: got blueberry bushes at home that love a bit of whey. Ah, I didn't know that. That's pretty. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I have heard that people make vodka with it. Um yeah. They take the way because it's a byproduct, really, uh, and really? make vodka with it. Maybe that could be another New Year's hobby: make vodka.
1: That's it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really good. So. I'm going to pause you there, Sarah, because yeah. so we've got the way and it's all broken up and we've got to that point. Right. Hold that thought, Barry and Jean. Right. <laughs> you've got a pan there. You've got your way and you've got your bits and bobs floating around. Right. And I'm pausing for this. We play um, a little game here, Sarah, yeah. and it's award winning. Uh
1: <laughs> I think.
0: Oh, we're well, um, we going into the game now. I was getting right into it. that process. Yeah. So, so um, uh, it's called Ready, Steady, Ricky, here on Radio Sauce. Saucy. Here on Radio Cheese Sauce, Sarah.
3: Oh, nice.
0: No, no, do you mean... No, 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 no. Sarah, here we on Radio Sauce. sauce. <laughs> Sarah, here on Radio Sauce. So, Ricky, take it away, you little Riccadino.
2: Hi, Sarah. Welcome to my game, Already Steady Ricky. So, as per every episode, I go to Dave's Corner Shop and I get the most cheapest ingredients I can. Uh, and I ask you to make a dish or a dish hairs out of the. Uh, said ingredients and I am quite flexible so if you want to add a few extra ingredients you can yourself. So here we go I look in the bag and I pull out oh kohlrabi.
1: <laughs> right. I,
2: <know>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I said it right I ever said it right. Yeah I'll do I'll do I'll do. Uh, I've got some parsnips mm. I've got a uh, Dairyly di- triangles. <laughs> a loaf of bread. <laughs> and there was a special offer on uh, some kangaroo steaks.
0: Oh, of, of course. course. <laughs> <I've been.
3: laughs>
0: so Sarah's oh, going to make life. a dish or two with them, Richard, is she? Yeah. Oh, my life. Richard, it's if right. I was making a dish there, I mean, what I do like, Richard, there, is he put parsnips in, because I do like parsnips. Um, and I'm going to be honest to you, I don't mind Dairy Lee. You know the only thing I don't like d- about Dairy Lee, Ricky? Oh, fuck, I fucking love Dairy Lee. I like it, I love Dairy Lee,
3: is, too.
0: I it's don't, what I,
3: Dairy
0: well, what I don't like about it is trying to get it out, that bloody foil wrapper thing. <laughs> and you know when there's a bit left in, you go, ah, I want that last bit out. Uh, that bit annoys me. Um, I'm just peddling here. Uh Sarah, I you don't understand. I British. don't understand how
2: you're struggling with it because I always get all of it out.
0: I don't No, There's a little pulley thing on it. Are you buying some sort of weird Spanish version? No, this is the uh the brand.
2: Oh what there we go, Andrew. Stop skimping there man.
0: Jesus. They're not even triangle. Um I reckon that's enough time to you, Ricky. So
1: Sarah. i
3: probably I'll probably <laughs> kangaroo, just make a
1: dairy
0: like, sandwich and <laughs> progress in the way.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say sandwich.
0: I'm interested to hear what, what what you sandwich. did with the kangaroo steaks and the kohlrabi and the parsnips. <laughs>
3: um I would say probably a slaw with a kohlrabi Oh ah, good the parsnips, idea. but yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, well, dairy lee is kind of like you just spread it on and then you just hoof it and you just eat it.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> that's, that's nice. maybe like maybe we could
3: dairy
2: lee. we could like marinate the kangaroo steaks in dairy lee.
3: Oh, yes, oh, wow.
2: and then pan fry them.
0: <laughs> I and don't then, think no. I've ever in my life heard those two things put together kangaroo steaks and Dairy Lee I've never heard that before Richard be I think it's so, I think it's so crazy it just might work yeah. I think could <laughs> well i pulling that
2: we Enjoy. could like with, with the kangaroo steaks that's marinated in Dairy Lee and then we've got the we've got the coleslaw and then we just layer it like a bread and butter pudding with the bread
1: mm-hmm. ah.
2: That's
0: clever, Richard. It is clever. Mm. Oh, I
2: really? come up that. I didn't think about this before.
0: I think I would boil everything together apart from the bread. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'd make a soup. <laughs> <laughs> then what I'd do is drain it all off
3: yeah. and
0: then yeah. cool the liquid off, then put everything back in the liquor, and then warm it back up again and then serve it with the bread. So rough. (laughs) Um, That was beautiful there on Ready Steady Ricky. Always a challenge. Sometimes easy, sometimes not so easy. I'd say, Richard.
2: Yeah, it definitely. I don't seem to have the uh, the rhythm down there, do I? Sometimes I make them too easy. Sometimes they're a bit too hard.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened
2: with Sarah. This is like the most easiest one I've ever done.
0: So, sorry, sir. Um, back to Barry and Jane from Barnsley. So they've got the um, the the curdy bits all in the way. So what do they do? Just scoop them out.
3: Yep, scoop them out, and then we're going to drain them off. So um, they're going to come out. The curds are going to come out of the way, um, and they can drain them off in like a colander. Yeah. Um, to basically get rid of the rest of the way yeah um, and then um, well, for 10 minutes can,
0: or, or like
3: um it yeah sort of a bit longer so probably um about an hour or so okay and can press it with a plate um to push all the way out yeah. uh, to
0: get all the liquid out yeah yeah
3: and then um you could then technically you could then eat it from there um because that would be a very very um fresh cheese
0: would it be nice
3: um, yeah it would be nice yeah no it'd be really nice and milky
0: Okay, but quite basic.
3: Yeah, very basic. Yeah, very, okay. Very basic.
0: But if they want to go a bit further, so mm-hmm. they can show off to the neighbours and that, what what would they do after that? After they've took it um, out the colander.
3: So if they were if they were making halloumi, they would um, or mozzarella, they would basically warm up the pan of whey that's been left over, um, and then they would poach the pressed oh. curd in in the whey. Did they put the salt um, in, though? Oh, no, no. Salt, salt can come afterwards. So, salt, basically, when it when it comes out of being poached, the oh, salt right. can be basically sprinkled on.
0: Ah, so you just put... So, halloumi is mm. actually twice cooked, in a way.
3: Yes, it is, yeah. Yep.
0: A bit like ricotta, twice cooked. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, Ooh. and then... So, then, if they didn't want to make halloumi, right? If they were like, let's say they have made halloumi, for the whole of January, right? And it gets to the 31st of January and going, Jean, do you fancy a bit of halloumi? And she goes, Barry, bug it off with a bloody halloumi. <laughs> right? What could they make instead?
3: Um, so if they, were to, if they were to repeat the process, but they would literally be left with the curds in the colander, um, they could put that um, into um, the fridge in a, in a sealed container. And then they can oh, start to age it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, so, and then they can start, yeah, you can You can have, um, you know, you can either start to age it or instead of ageing it, they could mix that curd with um, some, like, fresh herbs or some spices. Oh, ah, that's nice. And then they could make a spreadable sort of curd, curd cheese.
0: Ah, so then after february we have eaten all that <laughs> when
3: they've eaten all
0: that yeah and they're completely cheesed out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um there's dairy at the back get that greenhouse down we're putting the dairy there um okay but you you've gone a step further and made like posh cheese now haven't you but you can i ask though you why i know you use um goat's milk why what what is it better, worse, same um, better cows? I think it's and... just, yeah.
3: Um, no, it's no, it's no sort of better or worse to, to work with. It's just, I think it's just personal taste. Like I just, I love it. Just prefer it's, it. It's so, yeah, just prefer it. I'm, I'm like my favourite cheese is a predominantly goat's cheeses. Um, but it's so the milk is so beautiful. It's so pristine okay. white. Yeah, um,
0: well, here's a question for Barry and Jean. Let's see. Barry and Jean get a liter of goat's milk, right? Would that give them like a couple of kilo of cheese? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No,
3: so you only get. Um, so basically, you work on um, the yield of these sort of ten percent of your milk. Ten. So yeah, oh, ten. I, just ten percent. Yeah. So what's
0: what's that? That's what hundred grams. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. Out
3: of a liter. Yeah.
0: Out of a liter. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, I know it's a lot
3: one of, the of cheese, expensive, yeah. but not a lot of cheese, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 Barry, Wow, so Barry and Gina like get to the end of Feb and going, Why don't we just buy this in the shop, Barry? It could be cheaper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a lot. I, you know, I, I told you earlier, I spent some time with wild cheese. I say it that because of the wild thing, right? And what I was quite struck by is. When they'd made it, I forget what type it was now. Anyway, they made this cheese stuff and put it in these basket-y things and stacked it. And it was like quite firm. And they put salt on. And I went, right, and when's that ready? And it was like months. And they've got to yeah. turn it over every mm-hmm. few days and move it around. And I was like, hang wow, on, this must take ages and ages. Yeah. So the amount of work that goes into it, to me, just seemed quite a lot. And, and from a commercial point, if you've bought that milk on monday the first of january you don't see the return on that until like the end of march or if longer
3: yeah yep yeah and that's why so many dairies do they'll do a a few different varieties of cheeses so they'll do like some soft cheeses that could be ready in sort of six weeks and then they'll do some other like my my ripened and goat's cheese takes two weeks um to mature so it's quite a quick one but then yeah you could be Months or years mm-hmm. waiting um, yeah. for your mm-hmm. cheese to be ready. It's so, just yeah, it's a real labour of love.
0: So how come when I go to Tesco, yeah, I can get cheese in there for like six pound a kilo, and that doesn't make yeah. sense. How, how do they do that? No. that
3: it's cheap? just it's mass mass production. Yeah, um, they can buy very... their
0: milk for like a penny a litre. Yeah,
3: yeah. Wow. And, um, and it's the food science behind it as well. Like the food science behind. um a, a, a block cheddar you know we we consume a lot of block cheddar in our household because we've got a two-year-old and he absolutely loves cheeses um so there is a place in the world for for that sort of cheese but i would say i think for the artisans and people for re- to really like appreciate and understand. barry and
0: jean Barry and, Jean. Barry and Jean, yeah, they're yeah. well
3: into it now. Now they've made a bit of and <laughs> curd cheese, and they're starting to age their cheese. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's the it's the appreciating the the work that the Wilds cheese boys has put into their cheeses, um, and they just they were so enthusiastic and they just loved it. But you know, there's so many cheesemakers in this in this country. I think you know we're probably sort of well over like 850 different varieties in the country. Wow, and they're all so different. Um. And we've got cheeses now that would rival any of the continentals. Like, you
0: know, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you that. So, why do you think, Sarah, France is the best cheesemaker in the world? Why is that?
3: I don't, I don't think they are anymore. Richard. I really don't think they are. I <laughs> know oh, it's controversial.
0: I said France was the best. Richard, France is the best cheesemaker in the world, and. Sarah just said, no, they aren't. Oh, well, I don't I, think they were. Well, I, I, a Frenchman once told me, right, that French cheese was the best in the world. What French man is this? I, Pierre. They <laughs> <Pierre laughs> told me. <laughs> I would like to know, Sarah, in the world of goat cheese, what's <laughs> the best name you've heard for a goat cheese? Oh, Oh, um, God, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, can I have a half peel? Oh, God.
3: Um, I know um, White Lake Cheeses, they like. There's a story that the the main maker of White Lake Cheeses back in the day, he used to name his cheeses after ex-girlfriends. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <that's> cool. <laughs>
3: So they've got like names like Rachel and Eve and um, yeah, there's sort of the Cheryl. list goes on. <laughs> um, yeah, that's <laughs> but good. quite I would say I would say that like goat cheeses are quite sort of the names are quite flowery and pretty. But then when you've got like the washed rind cheeses, like the really sloppy cheeses that Rich doesn't really like, yeah. then you've got like names like Minga and um, it's a like, Rebel Mung.
1: <laughs> That's nice. Yeah,
3: that's it. Um, so they've—it's the wash rinds that tend to have the funky names. It was—it's the goat's cheeses that tend to have quite sort of yeah, flowery, because, yeah. girly names.
0: Yeah. So, on that note, what's the best name you've ever heard for a goat? <laughs>
1: Barry. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm
3: trying to na- I'm trying to remember the name. The names of um, the the goat herd that I I used to get my milk from, but. Um, yeah, they're so. <laughs> I think it's just mostly their characters and stuff like that. I'm trying to Arthur. think. I'm
0: sorry. Like, I can't think of them. Sp- sprightly. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> Jumper. What is it, Rich? Gary Barlow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you know, if I was <laughs> going to make a cheese, right? Richard, oh, no. this is what I would do. If I was going to yeah. make a cheese, right? I'd call it, and this is the name for it, the best cheese ever. Then, when Barry and Jean are in Tesco, and they go, oh, I need to buy some cheese. And they go, excuse me, love. Excuse me. Oi. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, We're looking for the best cheese ever. And you'd always sell your cheese. Because she'd have to go, well, or he would have to go, it's that one there. It's called the best cheese ever. So you would always sell your cheese. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. if you enter the show like a, a cheese competition, <laughs> and you go, um, which is the best cheese ever? There it is. You don't <laughs> I don't know why anyone hasn't done this. Yeah. Sounds no. incredible. <laughs> right, I'll, have to, I'll have to name my goat's
3: cheese the best goat's cheese ever. <laughs> yeah, the best goat's cheese ever. Sorted.
0: I am. I, um, I know a, a, a guy used to make cheese years ago in Northumbria, and he, he had a, a farm. Um I don't know if you could raise the, the, the goats on there but the farm was called Make Me Rich Farm. I do not make, me rich farm. Farm. No, make me rich farm. No, Make Me Rich Farm. Um well Sarah, um you've been a great guest so far, but things great. can change. Great. Grated cheese <laughs> guest. Things can change because the next little game we're going to play is the big D3. And here it is, Sarah. What happens here, here on Radio Sauce? Saucy! Okay. Um, I know, but Sarah did. um, Here what happens on Big D3, Sarah, is this. We're going to ask you three questions, very serious questions. And in each question, there's three options. And you need to choose one. So, the first one is this. Okay, three dishes, all including cheese, and you can only choose one of them. Are you ready, Sarah?
3: Yep, hit me. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: the first one is cauliflower cheese. Oh, oh nice one.
3: Love, love, love. Yeah.
0: Gratinated on the top, a little bit crispy. Oh. Or, bit of a, a safe one here. Mac and cheese, macaroni cheese. Oh,
3: God, another favourite.
0: Yeah, it's a bit heavy <laughs> on the carbs, but it's good. Or a stuffed crust four-cheese pizza. A bit modern, a bit modern, you see that?
3: Yeah.
0: Which oh one God. would you choose out of those three? Oh,
3: it's got to be mac and cheese. Oh. Ah. Love the carbs, first, love the cheeses. Yeah, mac ah. and
0: cheese all over. I thought you'd go for cauliflower cheese. Oh,
3: uh, I see. though, that, that would be a close second.
0: Ah, Ricky, which one would you choose? Oh, pizza, I,
3: man.
0: I, I, I knew you'd go for pizza. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I want one right now. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. I'd go for the stuffed crust for cheese yeah. pizza. Um, yeah. That's just cheese overkill. Very good answer there, Sarah. I'm rather impressed. Um, The next one, coming down the cheesy-deezy line. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. Yeah, Cheesy songs. Sex <laughs> Bomb by Tom Jones. Oh, that's good. Barbie Girl by Aqua. I'm a Barbie Girl in a Barbie World. Or, I think you might go for this one actually. <laughs> Livin' La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. Which one is your favourite cheesy song? <laughs> uh, it's
3: going to be Ricky Martin. But mind you, ah! I really loved uh, a bit of Kylie Minogue
0: at the start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> the cheesy January. So, Living La yes. Vida Loca. By like Ricky Martin. Richard, would that have been your fave?
2: Uh, no, uh, I would have gone with Barbie Girl because uh, w- we have a kitchen playlist I've put Barbie Girl on it. <laughs> <laughs> Gets such... me through
0: my day. You're so charitable, Richard. Yeah, um, quite, uh... Here's the last um, question. I was going to say song there. Here's the last question, Sarah, on the Big 3 You've just got yourself a local sourdough bread. It's white. I'm, I'm bigging up the details here. It's white. You've sliced it really thick. You've toasted it on both sides. Not too heavy toast. It's not, you know, it's not It's not burnt or anything. Just it's lightly gold, toasted Golden, yes. Mm. Just having to drink the water there. Uh, it's actually way, Um, <clears throat> um <laughs> Are you going to spread on that beautiful Beautiful golden sourdough. Are you going to have, number one, some Primula cheese spread fresh out the tube?
1: (laughs) Excellent, yeah.
0: Or are you going to have, and it's a top one. It
3: seems to be a favourite.
0: And you can have two of these. Two Dairyly cheese triangles. Or... Don't choose yet. I know you're chomping at the cheese. <laughs> or the next one, a lip smacking. Richard, do you want to do the lip smacking? Donna, do you want a lip smack? Donna,
3: Donna doesn't want to lip-smack. a lip
0: smack. A lip smacking craft cheese
3: slice. Oh, come on, It's, be it's the name. <laughs>
0: You didn't even consider the Primula or the craft cheese slice.
3: No, no,
1: sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, craft cheese slice—that shit one
0: from Aldi, You're on right ah,
3: about. be a dairy Lee? Oh,
0: dairy Lee all the way. Um, but you're right, one's yeah, you do need two of them. You do need two of them. That's why I put two in because one is just not enough. Um, do you want? I know it's the big D three, but do you want one more, Sarah? Yeah, go
3: on then.
0: Okay, shall I hit you? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> on that, um, on that sourdough with the um, Lee, Well, you should have had a craft cheese, but anyway, uh, on the Lee, are you going to have a fruity apple and pear chutney, or are you going to have a sticky onion chutney, or are you going to have a tomato and chilli chutney? Oh,
3: tomato and chilli.
0: Ah, I thought you'd onion. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm surprised by that, Richard. Which chutney would you like?
2: What with my Dairy Lee?
1: Do
2: you know what? Like, this is embarrassing that whenever I just have a Dairy Lee sandwich, I've never put nothing in it because I've never thought to. And I was actually after this, I was going to ask you guys. What do you put with it? I mean, if I had to choose that out of your selection, I'd probably go for like
0: an onion chutney.
2: But yeah. I mean, what, what do people normally have with it?
0: Yeah. Donna says, would crisps work? A Dairy Lee and crisp sandwich. Ooh. Yeah. It
1: would
0: work, wouldn't it? I guess. Yeah. I don't, uh, Do you know what? I don't... If I'm being honest, I haven't had a Dairy Lee for donkey's years. I've never put anything on, but I tell you what I used to do when I was a kid at home because yeah. we didn't have luxuries like food. So we had yeah. a Dairy Lee... We used to toast it. I don't know why, right? Toast the dairy leaf. Yeah, this is the type of I've shit. I've never man.
3: done that. Yeah, my mother would now. make it into a hot
0: meal by going, I'll toast the dairy leaf for you. A <laughs> so,
3: dairy
0: on tomorrow. a rye cracker
3: works really well. Oh,
0: yeah. A dairy on what? On rye vita? On a, rye, on a dark rye cracker that
3: works really
0: well. Oh, we never done when I was a kid. Dairy, yeah. either. No, we didn't do anything posh, posh like that. So, my man <laughs> went for a, a, a proper full meal when it was toasted. But it would... <laughs> They'd so spread it on and put it under the grill. We didn't have a toaster. You put it under the grill. And it got like a, a, a black skin would appear immediately. So, what happens is you would eat it and it would get so hot and you'd go, Oh, eat it up quick before your brother eats it. And you'd eat it up quick and it would burn your mouth. And it, it actually lost flavor. It didn't taste as nice uh, grilled. Um, so, there you go, kids. Barry, Jean, don't grill your Dairy Lee. Um, Life's tips. That was that was a good big D three here on Radio Source. Oh, so saucy, wasn't it, Sarah? Here on Radio Source. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> um, Sarah, I have another question for you. I know, right? I've been doing some digging, okay, mm-hmm. and I found out that you have judged cheese at the Great Food Awards.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, great taste. Great Great taste, taste, great taste. You've
0: got great taste. I would like to know, right, let's say you're a judge at the Great Taste Awards and there's 50 different producers there with all the cheeses, all the cheeses shown off, no Dairy Lee, all the special cheeses. (laughs) Barry and Jean have gone along because they want to know what's going on and they're getting into it now and they're going, oh, look, there's more things out there, Barry, than bloody Illumi. This 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 Barry... they're very committed, aren't they? Oh, they're, into this. Richard, <laughs> they're this. into this. They're into this, man. Honestly, and you're walking around, right? And you're important because you're a judge, and people are listening to you, and all eyes are on you, right? And it's about lunchtime, and you've just started looking round, and all of a sudden, Sarah, right? You fall over, you trip over on a bit of rucked up <laughs> carpet, right? And you land flat on your face, and yeah, you feel right,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, you feel so embarrassed. And so silly in front of all these people. Do you, number one, get up, shake yourself out a bit and go, ha ha ha, had a bit of a fall there, I'm okay, and just deal with the blushes? Or number two, do you stay there until everyone's gone home and then get <laughs> up and go?
3: Which one would you do, Sarah? Oh, I think just stay there and hide. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that no one notices. I would. I'd do that. Have a little snooze.
0: Yeah, just go. I didn't really fall over. I just I was resting. All part the act. <laughs> Richard, what would you do? Would you get up and say oh, it's not embarrassing, honest, or would you lay there? Um. Yeah, I'll
2: fucking lay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and somehow
0: I'd believe that nobody can see me yeah you would you'd yeah. have like um, a little uh, cloak above you going he's invisible Barry <laughs> and Gina would stepping over you yeah. um, I would ask this question as well because you make some some beautiful goat cheese you know when you see the like I'm going to use the wrong word here some goat cheese uh, well a lot of cheese actually have that wrinkly I'll say rind or skin.
3: Yep, and they're all yep. wrinkly
0: on the outside. How, how does that happen?
3: Oh, um, that is... Um, that's a, I, I, I don't, don't know. want to go too technical. It's it's a, it's a culture, basically. add to the milk. Um, what
0: what What's a culture?
3: A culture. Um, so, um, different uh, characteristics in cheese. So, you've got um, moulds. Um, so, there's a culture that gives blue cheese the the blue... Rains, um and there's another culture that basically gives soft cheese the white fluffy rind um and then you've got you can add yeasts as well um so the the yeast that makes the the brain like structure on cheese um that's called geotrichum um, oh god so that, yeah this is when it gets really technical yeah Barry can you cut bit... off now I know, that's it, yeah. Yeah, Runaway away scared. But yeah, no, this is when yeah. we go into like curd nerd um, territory and then you start discussing which uh, cultures you put into your cheeses. <laughs>
0: oh, that's heavy.
3: It is heavy, yeah. Yeah, it is, I mean, that's, um,
0: yeah, that's hobby going further that, and further, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that is, that definitely is. Yeah. Um, so that's when you're getting really into it. Um, yeah, that's and, like cheese uh, life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's life. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Barry and Gina like,
0: Barry and Gina like yeah, we'll have a loomy. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. were, they were just trying yeah, to spice to up their fun. relationship a bit more. I I, um, I heard uh, many years ago, we used to use Ribbledale cheese. Ribble cheese. By the way, if there's anyone out there that's vegan and doesn't want to listen, that's fine, we don't mind. Um, but Ribble'sdale cheese, she's a lovely lady, I still speak to her now, and I remember at the time she asked us if... We wanted her to make a cheese for us. So basically what would happen is, I'm going to be careful, don't worry. What would happen is she would make a cheese for us, but it would be called the vanilla black cheese. And I said, yeah, but that's weird, isn't it cheating? She went, no, no, it happens quite a lot. And she said, the only difference is we have to put a a different code on it or something to say where it's from, which is apart from that, it would be known as your cheese. And I've heard, and I don't want to say too much, that there are some people out there who have their own cheese range who don't actually make cheese. Um, And I I know that sometimes, you know, the general public hear these things and go, no, 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 it's not like that. The world is full of fluffy things like cotton wool. But sometimes the facts are actually blurred. Um... (laughs) So, do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Do you think it's all part of the, the marketing world? What I for me, it's, it's a bit wrong. What do you? Do yeah, think I, so?
3: I agree. I think I think um, I think there's so many cheesemakers makers that um, they work so damn hard. Um, so I think it's going kind get of, the recognition. Um, yeah, they yeah. need the recognition. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to have someone that blankets their products and calls it their own.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like uh, it's like the, the the restaurants when they uh, when, when they have like you know like lamb shank and lasagna and stuff like that and they just buy it in. But yeah,
0: you, know, you could but they, it, they try to pass
2: money, yeah. it off that they've made it themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? I mean mm-hmm. it, it, it does seem a bit wrong, but it's a commercial world and people want to make money. Yeah. Um right. Um, I just want to tell you something now because we'll, we will go on yeah we'll talk about cheese forever and we've only t- touched on a few things there and Barry and Jean are going to have to rewind this and go back and back again but it is I think it's a brilliant hobby it's taking a, a raw product and doing something with it and having something amazing at the end and it doesn't stop there you can go on as you said forever with cultures culture club <laughs>
1: um,
0: you, you, it, there's a lot to be said about these little cheesy things so um, we have another small feature that we tag on to the end here, and I've got a really good question today, a couple of questions. And it's called Question of Sauce, and here we go on Question of Sauce on Radio Sauce. Oh, sause! I'm, so sorry. I'm to put You're for uh, Sarah again.
1: <laughs>
0: no, yeah, you're I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like waiting for tea to ripen. Yeah, um, yeah Barry's good, but this so I'm going to take out golf.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Go for it. So, uh, this is from somebody called Janice, and this is a really good question. Janice asks, "How does a microwave work?" Right, and she also says, "Janice, is uh, why do they get a bad rep as a cooking medium?" Okay, I,
2: I this... actually, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say uh, the answer, but. I remember all this because um, when I turned up for Vanilla Black, because we used a the microwave there, and I, I was like a little bit surprised that we use it. And then you went into the science of it, and I just couldn't believe it at all. It's fucking crazy. Because,
0: yeah, because what happens is this: it, it when microwaves first became popular, we're back in the seventies, and people used to go, "Oh, no. I think one of the pre, one of the reasons many of them, one of the reasons they get a bad rep is because." of the whole chain restaurants using them so people go oh it's just boiling the bag it's microwave but you can use them to your advantage we used yeah. to use them for um we used to make a dish it was a potato puree but when you for example i'll tell you what i remember the, what i remember the most
2: what, uh, from our microwave was the tarragon sponge
0: yes we used to do a microwave yeah. sponge yeah it was so clever well, we, used to, we used to send a sponge mix through an ISI, so we used to inject gas in it, so yeah. it becomes very, very light, and then microwave it because a microwave is faster. So the science behind that is, when you put a sponge in the oven, it takes longer to cook. So therefore, there's evaporation takes place, so you get a dry product, where if you used to microwave it in a little pot, you've got a really, really light, soft, fluffy, result um and we used to and i stole this idea from a three mission star restaurant what they do is they used to microwave their potatoes so what's instead it, of what's that Elbilly. yeah, El yeah no, so I... what they used to do is instead of baking them in the oven because when you bake jacket potatoes they dry out uh, and also the the flesh becomes stained because of the skin if you boil them jacket potatoes they obviously absorb the water so this guy used to microwave them so what would happen is they would cook quicker and the end result was you didn't get such a dry or wet flesh. So when you peeled them and you made a potato puree with them, you had a more potato flavor. flavour. Um, we also, also do, um, you know in a restaurant when you get like a pan of sauce on the stove and over time, over the time of service, it actually reduces. So at the beginning of service, that pan of sauce is one flavour, but at the end, the flavour changes because some of the liquids evaporated. So we used to have... Little pots, little like Tupperware pots, uh, with the sauce in, and we just microwave them with a lid on to order, so every single sauce had the same consistency and texture and flavour. Um, it's, like it's like we're
2: it's like we're manipulating manipulating the 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 water level in the food, isn't it? Yeah. So I
0: what happens is microwaves don't heat food using a magnetron, as it's called, they send microwaves around the box, which is the box of the microwave. What they actually do is microwaves heat water. Yeah, That's why if you put a pint of water in a microwave, it'll take ages to heat because there's too much liquid there for it. If you put something like a scone in a microwave, it'll heat within seconds because there's very little water in a scone. So it's actually, it'll heat up quicker because you're only heating a little portion of that product. And there's quite a a good little thing you can do, but be careful. Don't do this at home, kids. You can actually make breadcrumbs quickly. So if you take a slice of bread and put it in the microwave and heat it, because there's very little water in it, and it's the water that's been heated, agitated, the water evaporates quickly, and you can make uh, breadcrumbs. You can dry your bread out quickly. You can dry herbs out in the microwave. So I I know, I know, Donna's telling me to move on, but I I get these things. (laughs) So... they're bad at cooking, for example, in the meat world. The I love microwaves. This is my hobby for January. Um, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you did something like a piece of chicken in a microwave, they come out theoretically steamed. So there's no, there's no, um, there's no cooking in there. There's no actual crust or, or browning. So they come out actually steamed. But the bad rep comes mainly from large chain restaurants, using them just to heat food up. But they can be used to your advantage if you do it cleverly. Does that answer your question, Janice? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next question from someone called Craig. Uh, this is a, quite a broad question, but an interesting question is, uh, when you are in London, what were your favourite restaurants in London? Oh. A lot of them. Oh, Richard, I what were yours? Do you have any favorites
2: I've got like three, yeah. Uh, and I've, one of them came from you. Well, okay. So, you remember when it was um, Sarah's birthday and yep. I was like, uh, I want to take her somewhere like quite nice and special? And yep. it was she- uh, Shea Bruce. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah.
2: love it there. They've got a Michelin star. Uh, the head yeah. chef there is called Matt Christmas and he's very, very yeah, talented. Yeah, he's been here a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, I enjoyed that. Then there was uh, this place in Finsbury Park called uh, Sin. Which uh, stood for Salvation and Noodles, so that was oh. that was fucking delicious. And then I don't know if anyone, will, I don't know if many people will agree with this last one, but I quite enjoyed it. And whenever I think of London, I think of this. It's meat liquor.
3: Yeah, oh. done all the
2: day, dirty, dirty, yeah. dirty, burgers
0: and stuff.
3: I forgot about
0: yeah, that. Yeah, picklebacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. What about um, you? Oh, what did we like? To- I liked. Um, there was um, it's still there actually a restaurant called Sketch I'm mean, t- you're talking high end it's three star now um, oh. and I like food that's going to challenge me I don't want to go into somewhere and someone goes there's a burger I want something that's going to make me go how did they do that? how do you do that? It's, I want something clever I remember going to Sketch uh, it's just off Prince, uh, Regent Street um, and I had Candied red peppers on the dessert, and I was thinking, that's brilliant. That's really clever. Um, yeah. uh, I can't pronounce this one, but Yehatcher uh, which is, is Chinese in um, in Soho, um, one star. I think it lost its star. Sorry, a couple of years ago, but um, amazing dim sum, um, and it, it's really clubby down there. You go downstairs. Yeah, go I think I went there. there. It's very good.
2: Yeah. Sarah, yeah. so realize... you. I didn't realize
0: they had a star, and then they lost it. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame because it's really good. Um, Sarah, any favorite restaurants?
3: Um, I would say um, love Trullo. Um, recently got to go there um for my brother's wedding. Where's that? Um, And that was incredible. Um, That's in Islington. Um, so that's just a really incredible Italian uh, restaurant. Had like the book for years, um, and then finally got to go. And it's like, yeah, it's like my brother's favorite restaurant. Um but we tend to sort of we tend to take the in laws up for like Hawksmoor for a big old roast dinner. Yeah. That always goes down really well. Um and then just I think for me it's kind of I kind of um don't get me wrong, I love I love a good wanky restaurant, like really high end. Um but it's not yeah. something I've done so I would say in the last sort of few years. But um absolutely just adore going and seeing different street food markets and stuff like that. Just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we all yeah, we love it oh god yeah um and just you know like try and find as like just following new people and new new trends and stuff on, on instagram because it kind of helps with work um just sort of keeping ahead of and seeing what's going on in the in the industry yeah. sort of street food wise
0: and there's so much we used to go to um green lanes it was kind of on the way to wood green and there was some huge turkish restaurants there um and uh, the, the, they were all big, and there was uh, there must have been ten of them, or there were more. Anyway, um, I always remember they'd throw the flatbreads on the grill, um, and they'd give you a big bowl of flatbread. I always had loads of chili sauce on mine, um, big bowl of salad with loads of sumac on.
1: Nice,
0: simple, but you know, I mean, you used to do um, pide, yeah, yeah, the size of your head, and um, <laughs> Don used to always hit me. Go, here we go. She used to go. I go, I'll go for that one because it's got halloumi on and cheddar. And go, why don't you have one with less cheese on, Andrew? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's got olives cheese on, and I don't life. like them. <laughs> <laughs> um There's more cheese than
3: bread.
0: Yeah, it was more cheese than bread. But uh, you know what?
3: Um, sounds ideal.
0: Yes, I agree. Sarah, do you have a question for Richard or myself?
3: I think it's probably, um, I think. Well I know i I was thinking about asking you a sort of favorite your you favorite cheeses, but I think it's probably um and we've already talked about favorite places to eat um i sort of i think what's sort of most most memorable sort of um function or or occasion that you did sort of at work is probably oh, a, that's,
0: a that's a good one yeah um.
3: Or if you
2: had to sort of cater for anyone sort of extra special or or anyone that sticks out, in your mind. yes. Um, not oh, the I, know, I know my one who because my my nieces and nephews go mental over it every time, and they like whenever they've got their friends around, they say, Oh, tell them, tell them who you uh, who you cook for, and then they, they go crazy when we oh, cook for Will I Am.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot. Ah, Will I am used to come
2: to the restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah. We, oh, who else used to? Um... I remember my first celebrity, Vanilla Black, that I cooked for. Who was it? Was it? Pamela Anderson.
0: Oh yes, yes. She
2: came it was that she came in with Vivian Westwood. She came in with. Yeah, she
0: came I? in with Vivian Westwood. Yeah, I don't give a it was really fuck
2: nice. about her. Uh, it's Pamela Anderson. <laughs>
3: did they book? Did they book with like a fake name, or did they
0: just book no, no? As no. They were? Uh, uh, yeah. Depends who they are. Sometimes they they. We, when we were open, when we were running the restaurant, we never mentioned that celebs came in because I just thought it was a bit tacky. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of them came in because we didn't mention it. So, you know, yeah. it was a bit private for them. They didn't have people going, oh, look, who's there? Um, a Sporty Spice came in. Who was the, the actress? I always forget the name of. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson came in. Um oh, yeah. oh, there was loads. I can't remember now. but um, there was
2: There was one I missed and I was absolutely gutted about. And if if I'd been there to cook for him, that that would have been my top one. Who was it? Uh, it was Benedict Cumberpatch.
0: Oh yes, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: okay, I yeah. my yeah. day off, and then Tom yeah. said,
0: "Oh, we yeah, had Benedict Cumberpatch," and I was like, "Fuck off!" I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we used to get him in, but we didn't make a thing of it. We kept it quite quiet at the time because yeah, yeah we, Blair came in. Um, always used to come in, but. Like I said, we we didn't make a big thing of it, and some of them used to go, um, used to have their regular seat, which was quite a funny thing. They always want to be in a certain area, usually in a corner or something out of the way. Um, I, I, we once had Sporty Spice in, and and what I did was my sister liked the Spice girl, so I and she was living in London at the time. So I said to her, Caroline, Sporty Spice, come. What's her real name? Lucy. No, oh. Sporty Spice. Your sister's called Lucy. My sister's called Lucy. Yeah, Melanie T. What? That's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I said to Lucy, do you want to come in for a meal? And you can sit on it. So my sister Lucy sat on the table next to her and deliberately set it up that way. So afterwards she could say, I had, I, had, I had dinner with Mel. With Mel. Um, did, I she fat fat in like a
3: fangirl moment though. Yeah, yeah. So she came into that. <laughs> that.
0: But I once, my, many years ago, Sarah Thornley's been in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once many, many years ago, I um, did a function. Uh, we did a few, we did Princess Diana. Uh it was this was before we had the restaurant. Princess Diana did MPs and stuff like that. And we did a function for um Princess Anne. And when you do I don't know if you know this, when you do royalty, sorry it's going on a bit this listeners. Barry Jean, stay with it, wake up. <laughs> go and cut your teas. Go and cut your curds. twenty twenty five. yeah but what, when you when you do royalty you get you get an itinerary. Of what they're going to do because you have to know exactly, and they have to know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and it's all laid out during the day. So, we we, we all had our suits on, we had to stand behind this table. it was a little buffet thing, um, buffet, buffet our buffet like. And we were told what would happen is Princess Anne would be, walk up to the buffet at a certain time with a guy, I can't remember his lord, someone or other, and they would talk. As they would pass along the the buffet and they would pick some things to eat, I said, "What do we say? You know, do we bow or say anything?" No, you look straight ahead, don't do anything. Right, brilliant, okay, easy. So, on the day, it was heaving as people along. And we were all stood in the line, um, all now suits looking straight on, and um, Princess uh, Anne came along with some guy with swords and ribbons and all this type of thing, uh, and he walked over. And we were like, yeah, we don't have to do anything, no bowing, no looking, no speaking, just look straight ahead. And he says, I leave you in the hands of these capable gentlemen. We went, What? <laughs> oh, crap. And he walked off. <laughs> <Is that it? laughs> and all of a sudden I felt alone. And when I looked, I felt alone because the guys all stepped back and that left me.
3: Oh,
0: and I remember no. she's going, Oh, oh just what's cool. this? And I'm going, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> it, chicken drumstick love, I don't know, I can't remember, and I remember feeling so embarrassed and put on the spot so much that Prince's hands in front of me, and I've got to explain a buffet because sword guys walked off, um, so that was my most memorable event.
2: I remember uh, I remember my very first celebrity I could have mm-hmm. was, uh, it's when I was working, I was working at a pub at the time, so, uh, as well as doing catering college. Uh, we had uh, <laughs> you remember Blazing Squad. No, Blazing it's like God. some sort of boy bandy kind of. Oh Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, they because we had uh, like a radio station down the road, so they were doing stuff with that. And then some of the members came in, <laughs> and I was I just remember it, and I was like, "That was uh, the first <laughs> That were the first were wa- I ever cooked for."
0: <laughs> were you waving your scarf around and <laughs> going, "Hey"?
2: No, I wasn't. Obviously, I wasn't as taken as as a teenage girl would be.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. you, know, um, you always remember your first. <laughs> yes, Richard. Brilliant. Richard, I'd like to say... to Sarah, have you enjoyed yourself?
3: Yes, loved it. Thank you for having me. Thank,
0: no, you. thank you. Richard, anything to say?
2: Yes. Thank you to our listeners and the general members of the public. And if you would like to give us a follow or a like, uh, you know, on the... Oh, what are we on? We're on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. uh, We've got our Instagram account. Go have a look. Have a follow. Get in contact with us.
0: Ask some questions. You want to be on the show? Be on the show. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'd like to say thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Donna. Thanks, everyone. Um, Thank you. I'd like to say a big thank you to Barry and Jean. Barry and Jean, get (laughs) your gloomy fries on. Um, Thanks, everyone out there in the world. Ciao, Bella.